Hold on, where's the Bible on a truck? It's right there. And the gun. An early riser, always on timer, a backbreaker. It's got a solid voice, taker, Made sure nothing was missing, so we could have everything you didn't. A patient teacher, strong, steady leader, firm handshaker, never met a stranger, tough as steel. Digging that song. How that never made it to radio, I don't know. Yeah, like, I'm kind of blown away. That was a Tyler Wood, yeah, Dad, the official song is video. Dad, yeah. And it um, is. It lives up to every country stereotype, by the way. But it's a solid song, dude. Lyrically, I mean, that's uh, that's it's pretty good. solid. Yeah. That's how a dad should be. Yeah. Right? I mean, for the most part, that's how if I you haven't it. listened to it, I highly recommend. That is a great song. So uh, go ahead and listen to it. The lyrics are pretty awesome. So I'm going to take your gusto today and be like, "Hey, welcome to the Dad Advocacy." Yeah, Dad Advocacy podcast. podcast episode seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah, this 17. is Ryan. This is Tristan, and. Uh, Got another guest with us this we have week, Miss Leoness Wallace in the house. Hello. You want to tell everybody who she is? This is Leo. Yeah. Sophie ever talks about Leo. This is Leo. This is Leo. Yeah. Hi. You'll see her. my page sometimes. Re- recap. Uh, <laughs> recap. Last week uh, we had our dating episode where Junior and Colby joined us, and um, a very informational. I think the perspectives that we we had last week were were pretty awesome. Um, the parenting side of things could have been an episode in itself. I think. Well, when we have yeah. Kobe back on, we'll yeah, do she'll that. She'll be definitely, back on again. Um, I, I want her stories about dating because they sound awesome. Good God, guys! <laughs> Didn't Tristan tell you I know her? What yeah, from work? From from work? Yeah, yeah. that's what I figured. I figured you might be in the same department at one point. Yeah, we were. We were on the same team. That's funny. Which is kind of cool. I, yeah. I figured that was the case. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Okay, I should have just mentioned like, hey, Leo would probably know her. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I thought it was great. Um, Colby was awesome. I loved having her on. Um, and her perspective was awesome. It really was just solid. Yeah. She had some great tips for you guys out there. If you're looking at dating too. Um, like lots. Yeah. There's some, some nice little nuggets there. Lefty a trail of breadcrumbs. Oh, Hey, so, um, I don't know if you saw my post today. Uh, didn't do a That's lot okay. of social media today. Yeah, I did. Except like for this thing. morning where I thanked myself for, uh, administrative assistance day. <laughs> So I'm going to shout out um, one of my favorite people. Um, This is my dental hygienist mother. And I was sort of adopted into the family. And and she's just a super fantastic person. Her and her husband, actually everybody is. They they have three biological kids. And I think they adopted like three more also. Like literally, like they're, they're amazing, amazing people. Um, I call her Joe. Her name, full name is Jolyn. Um, they used to own nothing but cakes in Spokane, but Jolyn released her book today called Far Above Rubies by Jolyn Canty. Cool. And it's, I mean, dude, no, it's the story is amazing about uh, Louisa McDonald, who um, apparently was this amazing Christian woman in the 18th century. And the most incredible part, and I had, I had no idea, honestly. Um, well, that's Proverbs 31, I believe. Well, check this out. So far beyond rubies. So Louise's husband was a friend to Mark Twain. Okay. A mentor to Lewis Carroll. What? And the man C.S. Lewis called his master. Huh. Hmm. He was one of the greatest Christian writers of the Victorian era. That's awesome. That's yeah. pretty cool. So this is the wife. This is the love story they had. Wow. Um, man, I actually ordered my copy today. She literally posted it and I was like, dude, I have to get a copy. I'm never sign it. It's going to be... I, I'm I'm excited, man. Coffee table um, book. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love all the stuff they do, and I mean they're just fantastic people. So supporting anybody like that, it just makes me feel really, really good. 
Oh, that's awesome. And I uh, appreciate you sharing that. That's cool. Especially yeah. a local author. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I... I know that. Are we going to have our weekly Henry Cavill update or something? Is that no. what you're about to say? <laughs> There's no new Henry Cavill info. I'm sorry. Just, just that you have a man crush on him. Yeah. So Ryan, you've never you don't watch Marvel movies. Is that what I'm hearing? Is that a thing? Uh, what's the difference between Marvel and DC? Okay. So the yes, totally you different don't. universes, dude. <laughs> so <laughs> it's okay. Captain America is Steve Rogers, right? Marvel, right? Yeah. Who plays Captain America? What's Batman his name? Batman is DC. Uh, Chris right? Evans. Chris Evans, right? Batman is DC. Yeah. Okay. Superman's DC. Cool. Yeah, yeah Superman's right? DC. All, right, yeah. all of them. So Chris Evans plays Captain America. Um, there's which there's, one was Stan? Um, Stanley's Marvel. Stanley's okay. Marvel. He was right. the creator. That's why the sh- that's why everything he's involved with is gold. Mm-hmm. Any any movie that was produced without him, garbage. And it's true, literally. I mean, they're all they're, they're that way. Um, but. We're watching, I decided to throw on um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier today. Okay. And it's a DC, it, well, it's it's Marvel, but Disney owns Marvel now, right? So they're doing their own little so TV shows. So then, is what you're saying. No, they're actually, they're it's pretty decent. I'm not going to lie. I don't like the woke aspect of it. Yeah, that's Disney. Yeah. Thank you. They're doing their thing. But so I'm watching <laughs> it, and, and they've got this new guy that's that's pulling the mantle of Captain America, right? And first of all, I think he looks like the old guy from Up!, which really bothers like me. Like a tall version. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Following it. And, and so I'm watching this show, and with his mask on, I can't handle it. It just drives me insane. With his mask off, though. Is it a different Captain America than it, it is. used to be? Yes. Yeah. Why? Because Captain America went back in time to stay with the woman he loves. In so the last movie. So he aged when he came back. Yep. He didn't get Benjamin Button disease and like get younger? No, no, that'd be cool. So, but that—that's how we left him. So they, you know, they left Captain America's his mantle alone. Hire me for writing, by the way, because I could fix that problem by inserting Benjamin Button into the series. That'd be easy until he (laughs) turns into a baby, and you know, nothing after that. Yeah, but then he's like, uh, "What's the baby of the Incredibles?" Oh yeah, you're right, Jack Jack, Jack Jack, yeah. So (laughs) I just throw Jack Jack into the Marvel series. There we go. That actually thank me later. Yeah, (laughs) but I'm watching this guy, and I'm trying to figure out why. I don't like him or like, and, and it's not like an, you know, it's not that I just don't like him. It's just, there's a face wrong a punch. He just doesn't, he doesn't look right. He, he doesn't oh. look right at all. But the problem is, is that I'm staring at him and I realize it looks like he's got a dip in his lip all the time. <clears throat> like, you know what I'm talking about, right? I know exactly what you're talking about. And, it, and he talks you're talking to a boy from Southeastern Washington. Yeah, yeah I know exactly he, what you're talking about. He talks exactly like he's got a dip in his mouth. What if he did? It's Captain America. He's got to represent America, right? But I'm really confused. So it's Captain America instead of America. It's not okay for me. I'm like, I don't like it. I don't like it. <clears throat> so uh, on that caveat, we we told my son today that, that Captain America's gay. What? Yeah. Somebody's uh, writing what? Captain yeah, the America's The rumors gay. are the new Captain America is gay. I don't know. I can neither confirm nor deny. I'm not writing it. Right. But I wish Junior was here, and, and I'd give him a call, but he's not answering, right? We already tried him earlier. Here's my question, Ryan. Are you ready for this? Why do you have to ruin everything by making it woke? Dude, are you ready? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to unwoke it. This is my question. If you're sensitive, plug your ears. If the new Captain America's gay, does that change the statement, I'm a bust a cap in your ass? <laughs> I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> he had to go there. It's Tristan. <laughs> Let me apologize for my sense of humor. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. 
Uh. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> so, oh, Lord, forgive us. <laughs> He's very fond of us, by the way. Um, Captain America. No, the Lord is very fond of us. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. So, yeah. Fun. He made me this way. Um, <laughs> so is that Captain America's fond of us? I mean, no, he, I mean I'm a sexy guy. What are you talking about? I think Come he on. would. God, like a, you. I'm a beefcake. I think, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We're not going to have this conversation. That was <laughs> Hey Ladies Ryan's single, by the way. Yeah. Still. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I just thought I'd bring that up. That was uh that was my thought. Hey, Leo agreed. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's your beefcake. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dang it. Dang it. <laughs> so, I'm drinking Starbucks today. Um, and Ryan, I, I Did you really roll up in your uh, your SUV. No, I got no, it. For Leo him. Got soccer him. practice. Yeah. Yeah. I went and got stuff. it for okay. him. Yeah, um, I'm making fun of you, but I had to go there too. <laughs> I know, but it's, and I expect you to make fun of me. But when you told me you went there, I was like, I just I felt the really line was shorter this morning. I mean, like, yeah, uh, whoops. So when I'm, I'm drinking a um, soy latte, a soy no, boy? it's a nitrile cold brew with extra sweet cream. Okay, I love it. Throw a little oat milk in there. I feel like a replacement what is oat for milk. It's like it's if you don't want to use creamer, right? Because of calories or whatever, and dairy, whatnot. Some people are that way. Does oat have nipples? Yeah, you have to milk it really carefully. Yeah. Mm. Apparently, you can make your own oat milk. I was like hearing somebody at the store talk about it, and I'm like, yeah, you guys are like, that's too hippie for me. I can't. Uh, no. But if you haven't had it, of all of the replacement milks, right? Mm. That one and cashew, like, are the the two ones. Almond milk has a weird taste. To me, it tastes like Play-Doh. I so, recently just tried unsweetened almond to, milk. Yeah, it tastes like Play-Doh. It's the vanilla almond milk is good. But I heard that but the- fake vanilla anything tastes gross to me. So like- eh. I don't know why I read it, but I read somewhere that the almond milk production was causing um, was causing uh, issues with bees because huh. I, I don't know if they're harvesting the the whatever too much. I don't know what's going on over there. But- Right over there. What am I doing with what? There you go. There's a drink for you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm like, all I'm doing is handing this drink between the two of you. So, um, but yeah, no, I heard. I, I actually read that somewhere, and I was like, I don't know if that's really the cause or if it's. I don't know, man. Yeah, but I do know almond milk or oat milk. Sorry, is oh, no. uh, is actually not bad. Doesn't really have a finish. And I can't actually, imagine it has any flavor at all. Not really, but it like finishes like milk, so it's kind of like hmm. it doesn't like leave like a chalkiness in your mouth or whatever. Like, yeah. Doesn't make you all phlegmy or weird? No. Ah, interesting. Not bad. What's Ask the price point? No different. You can get it at Costco in a big box. It's the same price as almond milk. Is it just hanging out it's the probably, shelf? It's probably, it's probably cheaper than to make. I mean, oats I are cheap. It. Yeah, oats are super cheap. I mean, I've got a bunch of buckets of them in my... Yeah, we feed <laughs> horses with it, right? I mean, Seriously. come on. <laughs> Before or after? Hey, so, so the reason why we played that song is because... We are going to take a little, we're not taking a turn, but we decided that, you know, we need to talk about certain roles in the household. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so we're going to start, I guess, another three-part series-ish, right? <laughs> um, we're going to talk about husbands, yep. um, what they are, how we act, what, as as pack leaders, right, how I stage my house as a pack leader, what our roles are. Um, we'll talk about wives next, and then we'll talk about the children of the corn. <laughs> that's, I think it's a good way it's to interesting that. Title. The offspring. Yeah. The, the crotch goblins. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. And then for that episode, we could play anything by offspring. 
Oh, Maybe. Cool. Pretty fly for a white guy. <laughs> yeah, that'd be perfect. <laughs> so, yeah. So, <clears throat> do I mean, do we want to, do we want to jump to, what do you want to do? Do you want um, some You know, talking? like, well, I mean, if you talk about, like, let's just talk about stereotypes. Um, and it could be negative or positive of a husband's role. I mean, we have a, a female in our presence. So, you know, to jump in with Leo, like immediately from a women's perspective, like what do you feel like the the husband's role is seen by women, like what it should be? Oh, gosh. Uh, what do you expect from a husband? What do I what, expect? Yeah, yeah, like what, what, kind of, what kind of role does he have in the household in your mind? Uh, just off the shot, just off the top of my head, present to be present for his wife and to be present for his children, mm-hmm. present at work. Uh, you know, I was raised, as you know, in a very religious household. So it was, he had to take care of the family, take care of, uh, religious responsibilities, that kind of stuff. But mostly I think it's just, he needs to be present in the family, especially even if it's just, if it's just the husband and the wife, he needs to be a partner to her. What does mm-hmm. society tell you? Instead of your personal <laughs> As a woman, what is society telling you what a husband should be? Nowadays? Do you, do you pay attention to society? Like nowadays, it's more yeah. like the wife is like the husband's just kind of like, uh, I don't know, like it's, you see a lot of like rise in how the, the wife is now the breadwinner. And there's not really the husbands are portrayed as lazy and they're, they're, uh, they're second string. Fuddy duddies. I see that a lot on TV. If you look at like just watching shows, the husband is not as intelligent. Yeah. I mean, if you watch sitcoms, the, the man is portrayed to be stupider. Mm-hmm. To be honest. Yeah, like he's the the butt of every joke. Yeah, except in Will and Grace. <laughs> Does he count? <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm just. That's a real no, question. Yeah, I thought you were going back to Captain America. No, <laughs> no, we left Captain America. <laughs> Oh. There's no way I could follow up that question. <laughs> well, and I mean, look at, um, you know, I look at like what's the last man standing? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like Tim Tim Allen and that he he's got the comedic role, yeah, um, and he definitely doesn't come across as as intelligent as his wife, who's a geologist. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you even go back to like that's a great home show, improvement though. too. Like they think they're kind of two in the same, but it is a great show. I yeah. love it, and the, the values in that show are great too. Um, they either the portray him as that, or they portray the husband as like super, super dominant. Mm-hmm. Like he's in charge yeah. of everything, controlling jerk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's no middle ground. A lot, I mean, but like look at Malcolm in the middle. The dad was an idiot. Mm-hmm. Hal was always getting in trouble. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's that? Was everybody able to be Ray? trusted with the kids? Everybody loves Raymond. I love oh that. yeah, I love that show. He's he was like the the Deborah. baby son that the mom loved. Mm-hmm. Deborah, there's there's like a, there's a few shows that <laughs> the that, Simpsons <laughs> that give equality in the relationship, you know. Yeah, and those um, are all written before we got woke. That's why. Oh, no, and that's I think that's a lot to do with it because if you look at it now, um, I'm trying to think of modern, more modern shows of the father role. Even like look at Modern Family. Like the dad is still kind of an. I've ever never watched that show. It's like. I don't know. I mean, I look at it that way, and Phil is still treated like an idiot. And so, if anybody's watched that show, it's the dad's name, but um, it's now in syndication, so it's not that modern. You but. know what's what's very, very dominant in all shows, depending even before this, is that the man is portrayed as someone who has no idea 
how to raise the children yeah. or to take care of babies. Yeah. And it's like, oh, here, yeah. husband, you're, like, you're in the charge. husband never knows what to do with the baby. I'm going out of town. And that's an episode where a dad loses complete and total control and doesn't know how to run a household. Yep. Well, there was an episode of that with Hal and Malcolm in the Middle. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Don't <laughs> like, the boys like get lost or something? Uh, I remember the house <laughs> being like a giant mess. Yep. They were like all eating out of directly out of like the, the milk. Yeah. Like, drinking out of the milk. You know, exactly. but to go to the connotations though too, women carry the connotation of being controlling and obsessive and kind of the B word. Yeah, extent, like they're expected to be like the enforcer in a lot yeah. of the TV shows. They're in charge. They they do all the punishments. They they get yeah. everyone to school. They get everyone to their jobs. They they do all the cleaning. Well, men can and also tend to be like slobby, I guess. Like if you look at, I mean, we can go way back and go to like Married with Children. Oh, dude. One of my favorite Al shows. Bundy. His, that, <laughs> that dynamic <laughs> was flipping beautiful. <laughs> he... <laughs> Like Al Bundy had some of the best one-liners on the planet. Yes. Just fantastic. But he was a worthless shoe salesman. Yeah. Well, and Peg wasn't much better. Oh, I mean, be she, was, she was a worthless housewife. I mean, she's the one that taught women it was not like the, that you do nothing all day long. And as soon as it gets here, you vacuum really fast and you're like, oh, I, I slaved all day. Peg was great, though. <laughs> the, it was not this like stellar dynamic of what a family should the, look like. Which, the fun, though, was I think is no. why it was so successful. But, well, it's yeah. because it was true comedy. Yeah. It was, this is everything you shouldn't be, and we're going to make you watch it. Yeah. And, and you're like, I wish I could get away with this crap. <laughs> I mean, that was really it, right? That's why The Simpsons have oh. gone so long. The things the boys in Malcolm in the Middle got away with. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, no, there's <laughs> there's some shows I'm like out there. I'm probably forgetting a few too that were just. I mean, it even look like TGI shows like Family Matters. The dad was a cop, mm-hmm. but Carl wasn't. Carl Winslow wasn't necessarily like, you know, his wife was the enforcer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you let's. Yeah, like the wife's usually the enforcer, or she's like really lazy. Yeah, like sits around and drinks wine and like just kind of does her own thing. That's another big thing is they always portray the wife to like be a drinker. Like yeah. she always wants wine. Like I need a bottle of wine or margaritas. Because they, Let's because be honest, they, there's some stereotype that's so, just kidding. So in that <laughs> one, though, <laughs> that one, I'm just kidding. The reason why they do that though is because they portray the woman as, yes, she has to do everything and she's the enforcer, but she's not mentally capable of doing it. And that's why she needs mm-hmm. her wine all the time to relax. I need wine so it. I can cope with everything because yeah. it's just so stressful being a housewife. I don't think anybody's yep. ever even thought about it that way. Yeah. I'm woke. It just happened. Yeah. <laughs> There's some conversations. We'll cancel, cancel everything. Or, we got to cancel it all. Yeah. We got to cancel it all now. Mm-hmm. Um, look at like your favorite example. Cause you're going to rewrite the, uh, the show. Um, oh Yeah. With uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, yep. Oh. Well, I mean, granted, that's a bad example because you had Will Jeffrey, Smith? who actually ran the show. Let's be honest; we all know Jeffrey took care of things. But mm-hmm. um, Aunt Viv was like a very strong woman. Mm-hmm. Yep, but she was always present. She was always present. Um, Phil, I mean, he was a judge, but very strong-handed, and you know, was a yeller, very mm-hmm. demanding, and wanted mm-hmm. you know the best for his kids at all, no matter the cost. But he was present. But he was present as well. Yeah. Um, and Viv pulled him in though. So mm-hmm. yeah, they balanced each other out. I think the dynamic there may have been the best example that I'm thinking of, you know, offhand, but I think it's pretty, that's a pretty decent one. I mean, I know unless you go further back in time. Yeah. Right. And the further like you get back, all in the family. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the one, uh, with, uh, Michael J. Fox. Uh, family ties, family ties mm. was a balance. That was a fairly balanced family. Yeah. Uh, um, the Keatons. Mm hmm. 
Um, or the one with uh, Alan Thick. Yeah, I was trying to think of that one. Um, crud, man. Why can't I think of the name? I know the characters in the show, but I can't think of the name of the show. Do you remember the episode where... Or who's the boss? (laughs) Do you you remember the episode (laughs) where um, (laughs) the kids got like a thousand bucks from the grandparents or whatever, uh, and they they went off, and the young, the boy, Alan Thick's youngest son or whatever in the show, right? He went, and he went and bought this leather jacket, and he started blowing money to all his friends, so at least like massive crowd of people kept following him around. And then right when he was out of money, he walks into like a pizza hut or whatever and won another thousand dollars, something stupid. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that episode at all? Yes. Yeah. Pure um, luck. I love that show, actually. Another thing Dude. about it, because I just watched it as a kid. It was on like syndication when I was. And we all did, right? But but yeah. you there was always you always learn something from it. Every single freaking time. My one of my favorites is still Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> I love <laughs> that show. <laughs> it's but it's another one of those families like the dad was an idiot. Mm-hmm. The mom was balanced. Mr. Belvedere was the glue that held the family mm-hmm. together. Well, it's a lot like when we talk about um, <laughs> Boy Meets World. Yeah. And it's not, it's not Corey. It's not his buddy. It's um, Mr. Feeney. Mr. Feeney. Cause he was the one, he actually gave advice to everybody. Everything. Yeah. He made, he made the show. Well, it's like in home improvement, going to Wilson next door mm-hmm. behind the fence for, it's like Knight Rider my insight. And yeah. And Knight Rider and Kit. Okay, maybe not. But that was Mr. Feeney also, if you guys didn't know that. The voice of the voice Kit. of Kit was yeah, Mr. Mr. Feeney, yeah. yeah. Which is why we're all so comfortable. Which takes him. me back to Topanga. We're, we're going to go back to crushes. <laughs> well, I mean, you I know what I forgot that. in that episode, too? I What's forgot that? one cartoon crush. Lola Bunny. Can we talk about Lola Bunny? From, uh, From Space Jam? Space Jam? <gasps> yes. Dude, okay, so she was a fox, man. Space Jam 2, though, she's not so... They There's a Space Jam 2? Space Jam 2? We watched yet. the trailer. Oh, yes, we did. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm, not it's a, LeBron. I'm not too thrilled. It's all woke, because I'm not going to watch it, because it's got LeBron. Yeah, no, but but Space Jam, yeah, she was... Oh, my gosh, she Captain was communism. She was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Lola yeah. Bunny was a stone-cold fox in Space mm-hmm. Jam. Mm-hmm. And then, let's not forget, she wasn't a cartoon... I forgot about this and I watched it the other day and I'm like, why did I forget about her? Wendy Peppercorn from The Sandlot was like my absolute first crush. And I feel so bad and want to apologize to her that I forgot about her and put Topanga above her. Wendy Peppercorn was like, yeah. Dude, she's the roller skate girl from Boogie Nights, right? What's her name? I don't know if she's in Boogie Nights, but I know that she was. Dude, the, no. Yeah. What is her name? I can't remember. I'm find like, I don't know. Wendy Peppercorn. And you mentioned that to anybody in my generation. That's lotion, oily. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. And I know she was in other movies, but like, yeah. I, I who just, cares? I remember she's Wendy her. Peppercorn, man. Mm-hmm. Her and Squints had 17 kids. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. That movie's so classic. <laughs> it's such a great, it, that one will always be timeless. It's, let's be, I mean, like, that transcends time. I'm just glad you guys remembered Jessica Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit's up there, though. Mm-hmm. Like, that's an automatic given, but I can't believe we forgot Lola Bunny. Yeah, Lola, I'm, dude, I, I actually didn't remember her name. I'm not going to lie. Um, the fact Lola. that you remembered her name blows my mind away. <laughs> so I had to, and the fact that I had to bring it up in another episode to apologize. Um, but going back to <laughs> going back to the roles of good husbands, like, can I... Um, I gotta find her. You know, name. as as a guy sitting there saying like, "Hey, like, you know, we we talk about stereotypes and everything," and you know, I've already kind of mentioned like, "Hey, what do we see?" Well, you know, we're an idiot. Like, mm-hmm. we're her like, name's Heather Graham. Heather Graham. Heather. Heather Graham, Graham was not was not that, Wendy Peppercorn. She was Wendy Peppercorn, dude. No flipping oh, yeah, way. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna bring it up. Here. Yeah, <laughs> no dude. way. Yeah, I'm, I guarantee it. Heather Graham because she see. was in Austin Powers, but like, yeah, dude, you have to post it on the page now. No way. <laughs> My mind is just blown. You didn't know that? No. Okay, hold on. It was the Sandlot, right? There's no flipping way she was in the Sandlot. 
Yeah, dude. She was a minor role. Oh. Sandlot. Wendy Peppercorn. Did you look her up? Not yet. He's working on it. The sand, why is there so many different, the sandlots? Lotion. There Oily. should be only one, the sandlot. <laughs> like there's like a bunch of different ones. That's like a 2021. No, there's, that's not real. Wendy Peppercorn now is not Heather Graham. Are you sure? Yeah, it is not. I knew it wasn't. What'd she look like? And she is still a fox now. Let me see. There's no way. <laughs> yes. Uh, but hold on. What's her name? Marley Shelton. What? Yeah. Did you, you, you're lying. There's I'm no not way. lying to you. Dude, <laughs> Hold on. but oh, Wendy dude. Peppercorn now. Oh, I just met my boy's new mom. Um, <laughs> hey, yeah. so, so I was oh, looking yeah, at her. No, she looks really okay, good. Okay. So. Yeah. Are you sure? I still don't know if I believe I this. still have a crush on Wendy Peppercorn. Right. Are you kidding me? Yeah, she looks good. Oh you're my right. gosh. Oh, wow. She's gorgeous. Okay, so I, I, but nice. you can, you can see yeah. that by how she could, <laughs> they look similar. At least back then they did. That dress so, is very complimentary. Hey, so on her. we were on. We, I was on TikTok the other day, right? <laughs> Do the little wave with the fingers wiggling, the Wendy Peppercorn wave. I'm, I'm digressing a little bit. But we were on TikTok the other day looking at stuff, and yeah. Patrick Renna showed up. Yeah, Ham. Yeah, <laughs> Ham <And> Porter. <laughs> I love Ham, dude. And he looks. He looks exactly the same. Just old. Yeah. older and i'm like did you ever watch the big green because that was his next movie oh, yeah. he was in and then he was never in anything else no and i, I feel so bad for him like dude because he's got like he had like three videos and they're all like him. it's like sean astin that like never grew out of the role as rudy like what i know that he was in lord of the rings but you can't tell me you watched lord of the rings and didn't think of rudy i didn't what? i loved the books when i was growing up dude i, I did too but books. like i mean the books are better than the movie like the movies to me you guys, I wish you could see his hands waving in the air. Like, <laughs> get out of here. So get it out involved. of here. Get him out of here. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, movies. I just, no, you just, oh, I feel so bad. Poor ham. But I know. Like, and then Benny, like who all the women swoon over it. Mm -hmm. He was in jail. <laughs> what? Yeah. They always swoon over the bad guy, though. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. The underrated, the underrated one, I think, in all of that, that like ended up being a decent looking grown dude. Squints. Mm -hmm. go look up squints mm -hmm. now like they did a remake of all of the sandlot characters like last year because it was like the 25th anniversary of it or something oh chauncey i don't know i think it was squints like he looks like a decent looking guy the best part is that they're all my age yeah 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 mm-hmm I don't know. I, I love that movie, man. I Dude, do I think love that I'll movie. I'll have to watch it with the boys again. Okay, we, let's we talk, about, talk about dads. <laughs> okay, sorry. The stepdad in the sandlot. Mm-hmm. Was um, uh, he's Mike Leary? Yeah, Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary. Yeah, Dennis Leary. Yeah, dirtbag. Until the end, mm -hmm. <laughs> he was sucked. He so, was a terrible dad. Yeah, the hard part though was that I mean, like being a stepdad in itself. I know that had it, been it's, hard. It totally. I mean, it really yeah. is right because you have to figure out a way to bond with your kids well, and and bring them in, and there's this life change and all that. I mean, think that's about it this really way too: is this, that's 1960s California. And think about the roles of fathers back in the 1960s. Well, they Oof. didn't say how how the dad died, right? Mm -mm, I don't think so. That could be a, a war. It was like, was it late 50s, early 60s? I don't know, somewhere in there. Yeah, so I mean, the kid's dad died when he was young, mm -hmm. and so he had a new stepdad. But then, so if you really then, do the math, like it, his dad could have died in the war. Like, well, and the dynamic back then was that the fathers were. They were the breadwinner and that was it. Yep. The breadwinner and the heavy and that's all you had. Put it down, go play ball with your kid. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And then and so remember, so you've got you've got a kid who had no no social skills really, yeah. no physical skills. So 
this guy was an athlete or whatever, right? So he collected all the uh, signed autographed mm-hmm. baseballs and he couldn't bond with them. He had, he didn't know how to do it yeah. until the main character learns how to play ball and how to throw and play catch. And they finally pick it all up. And that's why in the, the end, baseball the was the bond and baseball yeah. was the tool that made him have a good relationship with well, his I mean, dad. Sports is one you of the biggest seen the movie, tools. Spoiler alert. There it goes. Right. <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie, you're listening <laughs> to the wrong podcast. Yeah, you're you're, you're probably talking for that. entire life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously. And this one of my buddy's friends and come over and hang out with him. We'll all watch popcorn. Dude, I love we'll watch together. No, I love my watch with my kid. Now he's hooked on it. It's that's really cool. I like that. He's at that age. You can do that. Except he was like repeating lotion oil. He thought it was the funniest thing ever. And I'm like, <laughs> boy, you have no idea yet. You wait till you discover girls. <laughs> that's so funny. You'll be talking about Wendy Peppercorn at 36 years old. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, Ryan single, Wendy, her name's not Wendy. What's, no, what's her real name again? Marley Shelton. Marley? Marley, yeah. reach out to us. Yeah. Let uh, Sponsor the show. No, I'm just kidding. No, I don't sponsor the show. <laughs> just go out on a date I with Ryan. I want you to go to coffee with Ryan. <laughs> we all know how well that goes. Just got to find the right one. I'm kidding. Um, it goes really well, and you have a great conversation, and I buy. There you go. Um, hey, that's fun. <laughs> that is fun. Um, so, you know, we know, like, the idea and, like, the stereotype of what a husband is, but, like, what should a good husband look like? Well, here's the best part about this is that since we are awesome failed husbands, <laughs> <laughs> right? We're professional. We are. Husbands, yeah. And I mean, we are. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of us out there. We know where we screwed up because we spent, sure. if you're a good husband or if you're, if you're a good man, you spent your after, like we discussed in the end of our, our divorce podcast, how we grow and how we get better and how we, yeah. you know, challenge ourselves. We know where we messed up. So, <clears throat> well, and it's not being, you know, you a good see, husband, you don't dwell, don't dwell in your past or like your shortcomings or whatever. Um, it's lost me for a second. But you don't listen to them. You don't, you don't sit in them either. I know. Did you know well, their pillow for behind your back there? Yeah, it's like, kind of, you feel, I feel like I'm laying down back there. Um, <laughs> it's a really deep couch. <laughs> it is a deep couch. Um, no, but Captain America likes it. <laughs> Gosh, dang it. Mom, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mom. 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 Forgive me. You can hold my hand. It's okay. No, don't. don't no, it's me. all right. Don't touch me. You're all Here. You're all like Henry Cavill and Captain America up right now. I don't want to touch you. Um, <laughs> Lotion. I need the oil. I need peppercorn. If you're listening, please call me. Uh, <laughs> slide into my DMs. There's so many. It's such a good movie, too. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to watch the that. one-liners in that movie are amazing because I still use them to this day. Um, hey, so pause yeah. real fast, but before we even get there, because I mean we're gonna have commercial break soon anyway. Sure. Um, tomorrow is a great day, not because it's somebody's birthday, third birthday, but second birthday, second birthday, third. No, it's third. Your yeah, cat? third birthday. No. <laughs> So tomorrow's <laughs> tomorrow's Leo's third official birthday of her birth. I didn't she, celebrate my birthday. Until she was I JW. Was oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. you were or JW, right? So I guess it is the second one. You're right. Yeah, it's second. Yeah, one. okay. Because you used to be JW. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, you don't have the birthdays. Yeah, right. Like right. So neat. So she's two. So like that's whenever fun. you went to the DMV and they asked for like to get your driver's license, what's your, what's your birthday? Like we don't have one. Oh, no, I, there's like a birthday, obviously. I, we just didn't celebrate it. <laughs> anyway, so tomorrow, though, if you have HBO Max, the brand new Mortal Kombat comes out. Apparently, we're watching that. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I mean, like, as, as a martial artist, 
Do you know how amazing that feels? That's pretty. Like when the first one came out, oh my gosh. I, I haven't was, seen the first one. I was tweaking out when the first one came out because, you know, growing up, we're kids. We were playing the video games. Oh, Are you playing? I was going to play the theme song, but it has like an ad before because YouTube sucks. They, they actually <laughs> redid the theme song. This is the one I... Oh, yeah. It always gets me amped up, too. I'm going to be three. I'll be third. Okay. Mortal Kombat tomorrow. Dude, I mean... Leo's birthday. I'm excited. <laughs> Fight. This is the right... Fatality. Dude. But, so the first movie Sorry. I thought was great because, you know, you're younger and you're like, all right, this is awesome. This new one, if you haven't seen it the trailer, bomb. dude... Oh yeah, the my trailer gosh. looks really cool. Actually. It looks ridiculous. But yeah. Releases on HBO Max tomorrow. Okay. I'm so tomorrow's Mortal Kombat Day. That's what I'm calling happy, it. Happy birthday. Thank yeah. you. That's what I'm calling it. <laughs> if you didn't notice, dude, we had um I had, I'm gonna call it Leo's birthday. I had <laughs> some my jujitsu uniforms out. Um I was are teaching you gonna, like are you gonna dress up in BJJ and like hang no, out? No, I was uh <laughs> I was teaching Dylan yesterday. Oh really? a couple days ago, yeah, because I just as a kid, without martial arts and without knowing what I knew, I don't know if I would have been as confident as I was. But you need to start him out with chopsticks and a fly in the room. Well, that's, that's the only way to start. <laughs> Good reference. I, just, I want him to meditate first, you know? <laughs> Come on, so, Daniel-san. So I taught him the basics. <laughs> Come right? on, Daniel-san. I, I taught him the basics uh, for, for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> Kicks, some punches, some Kung Fu stuff. Just so he has something he can think about and kind of dwell on, you know, because it's such a good outlet. Yeah, just let him watch a bunch of like old Chuck Norris. Dude, we watched Jet Li's Jet Li, the other day. Bruce Lee. So good. Oh my gosh. The old Wu Tang movies. Remember the old school Wu Tang movies mm-hmm. that are just like, you're like, that's crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's a, there's a new show coming out. Um, the old something dumb movies the, where their mouth moves, but they're still talking or they're not talking. I think there's a, there's a, there's a movie called Shang Chi. Back and the when dubbing ten, wasn't so good. Yeah. Is that what it Go is? Go over this way. Dude, the dubbing's still that way. Uh, yeah, but it's improved some. <laughs> Your father was weak. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm For doing those... after I say that, I'm still moving my mouth after I say that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's always something like, your kung fu insults my kung fu. <laughs> you were so, disgraced to your family. <laughs> so there's a new Marvel movie coming out, right? Ryan's still doing it. There's, oh, yeah. a, there's a new Marvel movie coming out. It's called Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And so there's Dylan a couple and I Marvel watch a trailer. coming out soon. Yeah, but this is a trailer for it, and it's like so the martial arts totally Wu Tang style, but but beefed it? up. It's amazing, dude. It looks awesome. Wu Tang ain't nothing to with. No, <laughs> did you did you see the movies where where the dudes the RZA? What, yeah, the RZA, RZA? from from Wu Tang was in it. Oh, so bad. The ODB. Oh my gosh, it was so bad because he comes in and he's like he's like I know kung fu, and you watch him fight, and you're like, oh dude, no, you, you did, don't know kung need fu. Need to diversify those bonds. What the heck was that? <laughs> you movie? know what I'm talking? <laughs> <The Chappelle laughs> oh, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the uh, the racial draft on the Chappelle show. Oh gosh! <laughs> the, Ch- the Chinese delegation selects the RZA, the Jizza. <laughs> selected the Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> Dude, I love ah, television. You can't get away with nowadays. No. Yeah. Oh, there's Everybody's so much. So woke now. Everyone's so Chappelle's been sensitive. canceled. How many times has Chappelle Chappelle been like canceled now? Like, because even like Netflix like canceled him. Like he was really too out for Netflix. Oh yeah. So the movie was called "The Man with the Iron Fist" and Riz is in it. And um, sounds terrible. There's actually two of them. And and if you take him out, it's 
it's really good old school Wu-Tang style Kung Fu. Um, <laughs> if you don't take him out and you see him and you're like, nope, dude, stick to rap because you're, you're amazing. Wu-Tang Clan, keep it up. Uh, stop the movies. <laughs> Let's just be real. <laughs> there are some people that can cross over Will Smith all day long, right? He wasn't a rapper, really. How many albums he had? He was hip hop. He's still a great rapper. Yeah, and he was one of the cleanest ones out there. It was. I would say he's more hip hop than rap, though. Like, well, him and Jazzy was more Jazz would rap. Him and Jazzy had were more rap. I still like him. I mean, but there there are very few actors or very few musicians. I'm getting into semantics, but yeah, right. Very few that can cross up. Jamie Fox. Yeah, Jamie. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> him and Ray was amazing, dude. Oh, Take that was such a good movie. Yeah, but him and Ray was great. Oh. But Man, no, she's a his, he has his own solo album. You know that, right? Jamie Foxx. Yeah, yeah, he's oh, yeah. great. Yeah, I mean, it's gold it's, a, it's, it's a, no, that's that's Kanye, dude. He's with Kanye. No, he has his own solo album. Yes, I thought he had a couple. Which is great. Yeah, he does. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he was good in um, in Shirley Temple. What was the remake? The redheaded Annie. Annie. In Annie. Oh yes. Yeah. Right. That was a surprise. I was surprised that, that was actually as good as it was. Uh, horrible bosses. <laughs> I didn't. See His that. character in horrible bosses was fantastic. <laughs> he was like the one dude that they've met at the bar that like gave them terrible advice on how to kill somebody. Mm. Have you seen that movie? I don't think I watched it all. Oh, it's a great oh, movie. It's got What's Charlie it? Day in it. Um, who else is that? Jason Sudeikis isn't that maybe? Is it? I'm, I think he is. That's right. This yeah. is probably a female's perspective, but he was great in Dream Girls. Tell you what, though, Jennifer Aniston is in Horrible Bosses. Is there anything she's not hot in? <laughs> Can we ask that question? Is should I say sorry to your mom again? That's a great topic. Mm. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. Let's. I can't recall. Anything. I think we should leave. She's everybody getting hotter over time. I know it's crazy. Let's leave everybody with that and go to our commercial. Yeah. So they can ponder that through Jennifer our commercial. Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Think it, if you guys can think of any show she's not hot in. We're going to spend the commercial break thinking of Jennifer Aniston. We'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what'd you guys think of anything? Let us know in the comments on the S- advocacy podcast still hot. on Facebook. Yeah. I just, I don't know any movie she's not hot in. Yeah. She's stone cold Fox. It's, it is crazy. I think the least attractive thing that she's in is friends. Really? Fight me. Yeah, I can't think of a movie where she's in it and she's not attractive. That's her least attractive I know, role. Like, exactly. Yeah, I'm. I'm because like, Office Space. She's cute. She's super cute. Mm-hmm. I grew up with Friends. Like my sister loved that show. I mean, she was really attractive in that, though. Like, well, I mean, she's cute. She was. She was cute in that. You're right. She mm-hmm. was because she was. Kind I wouldn't of girl say she's door, like crazy you know? hot. Yeah, she was just like cute. That like, girl next door, cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just. Um. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So now, but then I, she got like super crazy hot. She's going backwards in time, dude. She's oh. a vampire. She is the female version of Benjamin Button. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. She's got female Benjamin Button disease. You know, some people are just just so genetically gifted that I wish I could Congratulations have on your genes. Yeah. Congrats on your face. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So yeah, so let's let's dig in. Um, yeah. Time to get serious. What Ish. does a good husband look like? Um, in my mind, I'm going to say he's a good communicator. He, he comes in, he listens openly without, without thinking first. He lets you finish your statement 
And then he comments. And that that's also what a good podcast host does say, in an interview. A husband right? is a good husband by not thinking first. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I mean, the, the we're less being honest thinks, here. I think that's pretty, the less that's what we really see. But I mean, <laughs> right. Coming into the situation with yeah. an open mind. Yeah. I think that you're not coming in with like your own preconceived notions. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And if you have a thought, you wait until they're finished with their thoughts so that you can formulate a correct response. Because most of the time we jump to conclusions in the middle of a thought. And we never actually let them finish it because we get we get so stuck dwelling in our own little piece, you know. I think empathetic, empathy, empathetic, yeah. empathetic is, is very important in a marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, well, with that humility, and we've talked about yeah. that a lot. Absolutely, because well, I mean, it's a very humbling role. I mean, if, if you be honest, like take the really massive approach to it and what you see it as, and from the biblical standpoint, or just from the actual role of it. I mean, it's really a thing. It is a thankless job. I mean, mm-hmm. like how many husbands do you really see get the accolades? I mean, and I think both husbands and wives are in that role. Like the same. Every yeah, husband gets the accolades once a year. And wife gets it <laughs> once a year too. And that's it. You know, or it's like yeah. the anniversary, you do a little Facebook posty and call it good. You know, where, you know, you should be grateful. Mm-hmm. You've got a great spouse and you got a great example for your kids to see of what a good mom looks like or what a good dad looks like, like celebrate it. Yeah. And, and I think you should celebrate it often. Don't just make it a, you know, well, and that's a good a example for thing. the kids in the yeah. house because that's going to help them be thankful of when they, the, cause really a good spouse is a gift. I mean, mm-hmm. let's be honest. And I mean, or someone that wants to be a good spouse. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's, at least, let's both, at least you know? making the effort. Actively pursue things that make them better. Because we're going to Because they may not, <laughs> yeah, they may not start as a great spouse, but that's not how you start often. It's how you finish, right? As well, long as you're trying to get better. There's that adjustment period when you first get married, you still have to think not just about yourself, but you have a partner that you have to think of as well. Especially if you well, like, I mean, are on the more like traditional side of things and you didn't move in together. Mm-hmm. You didn't live together throughout this stuff. Well, I mean, then, e- even if... Right. So you still start from somewhere, right? Yeah. So let's say you're just dating. Now we're dating, we're separate households, right? Yeah. Even if you move in at that point because you're getting serious or whatever, or you don't move in, the second you move in, now you're like, it's not just you anymore, you yeah. know? It's like the a, second that relationship blossoms into more than that, you're like, it's a totally different compromise. <laughs> there's like, there's more than one person pooping in this house now. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> leave the fan on, yeah. you know, make sure you spray something in there that's more than cologne. Be prepared to make room right? for her clothes. Shit your scent. <laughs> hey, so <laughs> Ryan's mom, I'm sorry. He just said that. Yep. I said citrus. What are you talking about? Here's the, here's the thing. So as, as a good rule of thumb, everybody, if you don't have a quality air freshener in there, um, right, there, there's some good ones. If you actually go to Walmart and you pick up those cans of the Calvin Klein spray, not not the actual like bottled Calvin Klein cologne, Calvin Klein cologne but they're like the, the body spray. Yeah, the body spray ones. Those work really well. They cover anything. Oh, I don't know, dude. You smell it? No, all I smell is like you junior high and that poop. poopery stuff. Yeah, poop, poopery put- works. Like the poopery it- stuff you put in the toilet legitimately works. It's not expensive. It's super cheap. You can get it on Amazon for like a buck. Really? Yeah. No way. You get like three of them for like five dollars. You like just that. sprinkle yeah. it on the water and then you, you, you put a couple drops on it and you poop and it holds it in underneath. Yeah. What you if you put it down smell, first? Apparently. What if you're you're uh, you get like the linger- you get a little bit of lingering mm-hmm. fart smell, but like I mean we're going really deep here, but this is just <laughs> totally lingering. Yeah, totally I'm tantalizing conversation. I've never used this is it. A boy poopery, conversation. poopery works. I will vouch <laughs> for that. It works. There's no blowback. No. Oh wow. Not not unless you've been like eating. Like Taco Bell, then you're gonna have some issues, but like, mm-hmm. yeah. you get chalky butt. 
Because it bounced back up mud, on you. Mud butt. That's what it'd be. That's gross. Gross. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, but yeah, I mean, if, if you do go with a cologne route, make sure you buy some garbage cologne because you'll never want to smell that cologne ever again. Because yeah, you, you'll you associate. Will associate it with poop. Oh, it's awful. Ugh. Yeah, so don't use a good cologne. The one is there's a there's a Febreze light now or rain or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's not as like super potent. over the top potent. Yeah. But it works. Like it's like really very mellow. Febreze is actually a very nice brand. It's very mellow. Yeah. What is wrong with us? I don't know, but we just wanted like yeah. how to make our, not our crap old. don't stink. That's hey, so that's a great alliteration <laughs> for like dating those, like how to make your poop not stink, your crap not stink. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, so, yeah. so we're, we're <laughs> cultivating. So we, we want humility from a husband, right? And you should be humble because I need to be able to be open enough to see my wife's or partner's point of view. Right? Well, you need to see her issues and not from your point of view too. Like I should be able to step back and understand and go, look, you know, I know you're feeling the way or, and even being humble enough to recognize when she's feeling bad and you're not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's a big piece. And it, and it goes, it comes down to like, I mean, the basis of it is that, you know, say you have a day where, you know, you were at work all day and, you know, I'm not making the instant like assumption that women don't work. Um, but maybe your jobs are completely and totally different. She mm-hmm. comes up, I had the worst day. Let me mm-hmm. tell you about my, my day. You know, you ask, you walk through the door, you ask the general, how was your day? You know, and expect a genuine answer is most of the time. Like you're going to get an answer and you have to have the wherewithal to like be empathetic and listen through that conversation. Don't just ask it and not expect a reply. Oh, yeah. Yep. Because okay. women like to talk about what's wrong. Yeah. So like, I mean, you walk through and like, how was your day? Oh, you'll never believe what happened. So-and-so at work, uh, she wore a blouse today and I was just, I, I wore my whatever and she didn't compliment me. And I, and I, and I that's going to happen. It's a weird scenario. Really happen? <laughs> no, I, but I'm like, <laughs> happens? <clears throat> it may have. Um, but no, but it's mm. like. Mm. Ryan. <laughs> Yeah, I, I wore I Ryan, wore your shirts. I wore a, by the way. I blew a I wore, I wore my blue Nike golf polo one day, and Jeff didn't compliment me. Oh, just, <laughs> Aww. call him out on that. <laughs> no, um, but Ryan, no, it's like you, using like painting a random example. You have to be like, you know, mm-hmm. for guy brain that makes no freaking sense to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. but for her, like that, if that was important enough to be upset about, acknowledge it. Like, man, that must be really upsetting. I'm sorry. Sorry that That's happened. That's fair. Ryan, can you pull yeah. up that verse? I want to make sure you do that. But so I've talked about it a lot in my household. Um, Caesar Milan has molded me into the pack leader that I am. Right. That's exactly how I feel. But it's funny because my boys, they even, they recognize it and they admit it. And they're like, yeah, that that's how you raised us. It's like, you're the pack leader. And so I think it shows in how my boys treat me, even though they're going to challenge me sometimes because they're supposed to, and that's all, all dogs do that. But also, all dogs go to heaven, so I'm okay with that. Well, also, I mean, like, I know that you're making me look up a Bible verse. Um, because when we I get there. Yeah, when I get there. But <laughs> now that I've got it up. Um, I mean, if I'm taking that approach, like, as, as what a, you know, if you look at the first earthly example of, like, a partner, right? it's like Adam and Eve, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so if you want to take the biblical approach to it, you know, Adam's job first wasn't to be Eve's leader. It was God created him and said it was very good. Now go and name the animals, right? Yeah. Well, if you look at the naming in the Eastern mindset, right? Like besides just like, oh, I create some really weird names. I mean, you blobfish, whatever. Um, platypus. Platypus. Seriously, <laughs> Adam? Come on, man. Yeah, come on, Adam. Um, Let's be real. Dog. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> the easy ones that are always around. They're like one syllable dog cat. <laughs> that's where uh, he started. Yeah. You know that platypus was where he gave up. Cow. I don't know. Uh, that's What's where that? he started having fun. Cow. What's like that chinchilla. One? Yeah. <laughs> chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> But no, like the, the role of naming something though was, was giving it hierarchy, giving it a place. Mm-hmm. Um, so his job was to tend to, to, to be aware of, to give something a place and to keep it in order. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so if you look at then what, what did God do next? Well, put Adam to sleep, took a rib. Right. Mm-hmm. So I didn't notice his rib was taken. God recognized it. Adam needed a partner. Yeah, he, he was alone yeah. and it wasn't good. Yeah. Well, everything all up the to that point. Partners. Yeah, so everything in the Bible up to that point was good, right? God created the heavens and earth. It was good. You know, day and night, good. Animals, mm-hmm. good. Multiply, good. Mm-hmm. Adam, very good. But but Adam, he saw man was alone. Mm-hmm. That was not good. Oh. So like the first thing you hear about that wasn't good was like man was alone. He needed a partner. And so instead of taking something out of his spine from his backside... Or instead of taking something from his front side, like from the front side, um, <laughs> there bones in the front side. <laughs> he, he could take any other time with the part. He took a toe or a he finger. Took a, he could, yeah, yeah. could have done that. There you, there go. you go. Yeah, I got. So you. he took his rib because it's beside him, right? <laughs> yep. It, it, not to be in front of him or behind him, but to be beside him. Mm-hmm. So he took the rib, and he was, and Eve was created from what was beside Adam. Mm-hmm. And Eve wasn't created right in front of Adam. Right. She was created off on her own separately. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so Adam's doing his thing and he's complete. He's single singleness. If you go into the Greek and actually, if you go into the Hebrew, it means complete. Yeah. So if you're single, you're complete, you're whole. Mm-hmm. Right. So in order for the relationship to happen, you had one single being, right. One that was complete Adam, one that was complete Eve. Mm-hmm. And they came together to become one. Yeah. So God introduced Eve saying, hey, I brought this and it's very good. And the word is tov meod, which is real good, right? Um, <laughs> that's the Hebrew word. Mm-hmm. And, and so like. You did it like an Italian though. Uh, very good. Right? <laughs> she wasn't just good. She was real good. Right? And so you're created real good. Um, but so you take that biblical mindset of like you're, you're, you were set apart. So you were created from something in Adam's side, set apart to be complete. Mm-hmm. So if you go into like Ephesians 5.25 and it reads, um, husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave his life up for her, to make her okay, to make her holy and clean, washed by the yeah. cleansing of God's word. Um, so the cleansing in that part and wash is sanctified. Well, re- read that again real fast. So husbands, I'll, I'll help clarify. Sorry. Husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave his life up for her. To make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing word or cleansing of God's word. So the easy the easy way there, and to to kind of break it out is that we all know how Christ loved the church. That's yeah. how he loved us, right? Selflessly. Selflessly. Yeah. And and that's what they're saying. Gave his he's life saying for us. Yep, yeah. give up yourself for this person completely, right? Yeah. And then he also says to what did it say about the word? Washed by the cleansing of God's word, which translates into the Greek. Yep. Which I love out of the New Testament. You can always go back to the Greek and it takes a new lively meaning. Um, sanctification, sanctify, right? What does sanctify mean? To set apart, to make special, to treat as holy, mm-hmm. as pure or hallow. Yeah. So that like as a husband, like all of a sudden it's like, if what happens like now that we're divorced, right? 
What happens though, like maybe you've been a bonehead in your marriage or you've been, a, I mean, I think we've all kind of been there, but like you really screwed up, you know, yeah. what would it look like in our relationships if we treated each other as sanctified, like set us apart? We were well, special, if, holy, pure, hollow, yeah. like rev, revered as. I the like, better question is how many of you men out there right now are sanctifying your wife? How many of you are speaking life into that yeah. person, which is part of that whole process? It's, it's look, lift them up, treat them. Humility, give yourself humility and put your life or their life out of yours is basically yeah. what he, what he did. Don't if, defile if Christ, her. Like, yeah. I mean, Christ gave his life for us. So he put his life lower than ours. Yeah. Right. And the, I, people, we are, they don't really think about it. They go, Oh, we're going to skip this section. No, he put his life down for you. He's saying, put your life down for your wife. So lift her up and put yourself. Yeah. Right. He should be first, shall be last. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, there's no greater example than a marriage, right? I mean, put your spouse ahead of you. If your spouse, your needs will always be met in a marriage. Mm-hmm. If you are, if each person in that marriage is lifting the other spouse up. And of course you both have to be dedicated. To yeah. that. But we're talking about the men today. Yeah. So we're not, we'll talk about the women next time and, and what submission actually is. And that's going to be a big one. I think you guys are going to be really Interested to know what that really means. Yeah. So, and uh, to continue to continue this, because there's three more verses I want to yes, read, but sorry. like, so he did this to present himself as a glorious church without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. So think of her as the purest thing, you know, mm-hmm. the most valuable treasured possession. Cause that's how he thinks of us. Right. And that's why he's taking this role into marriage is that if we approach our spouse as the most treasured possession we have. Yep. Like how, how, how would that look with your relationship and your inner, like your arguments? How would that look in your, your day-to-day comings and goings and your, your conversations that you even have? Um, you would want, you want to know your most treasured possession. Do you not? So you're going to be willing to communicate. You're going to be willing to share. You're going to be willing to, you know, have intimacy. And I'm not talking just having sex. Like I'm talking like you're going to be safe with sharing everything that you have. Isn't it weird how when we say the word intimate, people think sex. Yeah. Intimate is society. So, um, society's done yes. a great job. Of of they, yeah. They've really twisted that, you know, and intimate is much, much more. It's, it's beyond that. Sex is so basic. It's not even funny. I mean, that that's a basic biological function, right? But being intimate is totally not. That's out of your comfort zone. Yeah. That's really, it, it changes everything there. And, and so it goes on to say, like, in the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, like to just break How down that. How con- is that? Yeah. It, to break down that concept of like to love her as I love me means that I love myself. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is an interesting <laughs> concept? Yeah. Since most people nowadays don't know themselves enough to love themselves, do you think that's why we have so many broken relationships? Yeah, probably well, like majorly. Well, we go. Let's go back to the forgiveness topic, right? Who's the hardest person to forgive? Yourself every time. Every oh, yeah. time. Every time. Hundred times out of a hundred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing in a relationship, right? So if we're going to be quick to forgive the other person, we better be able to forgive ourselves too in our transgressions. We mm-hmm. better be able to ask for forgiveness from our spouse when we're wrong, yep. but also ask for forgiveness from ourselves. Set ourselves free. Yeah. Well, but, it goes along with the love thing Yeah, that you were saying earlier. If you love her, you have to love yourself. Well, it, well if you don't love yourself, you can't show somebody else love. No. That's mm-hmm. the whole thing. No, absolutely not. If, if you can't even love yourself, how are you supposed to love anything else? You're, I'm going to say this to guys out there, and this might be, 
like, I don't know, ruffle a few feathers, but I don't care. I'm going to call it bad characters. If you're a freaking downright dirtbag and you're dating somebody and you're using that L word as a weapon because you do not love yourself, you are the most selfish character in the freaking world. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. And, you know, you have no business being in a relationship with somebody else because you're serving yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of serving yourself, though, as a husband, right? As a husband, it is, well, I mean, as a father, as a parent, right? It is my job to go to cultivate my family, Yeah. period. If I'm not doing things that are trying to bring my family together as a whole, and we're not talking like, hey, I'm going to go camping with the boys and, and it's whoever It's good to have your own time. Can, like you do yes, need your own time. Having your own time Absolutely. and your own hobbies is good. Yeah, but it's, it's there's times you have to cultivate the family. Yes. yes. Dinner time. When everybody's together, that's part of it, right? Um, I, I, the boys and I, when we'd have breakfast, I'd make one plate when they were little, we'd all eat off the same plate. All of us. It's cute. It was, it was fun, dude. It was so much fun because <laughs> it was just, it was entertaining. Right. And so we'd all have one plate. I'd eat Some all germaphobes are like cringing right now with that thought, <laughs> right. but especially when you have like a Petri dish of a child, but yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it was, it was a great time. Right. And then, no, that's a, and that's then awesome. as I got older, it was, we're going to watch movies tonight together. We're going to be a family together and do this. So I'm always trying to, trying to figure out ways that. I'm building bonds together through all of us and not just me to Dylan or me to Christian or me to Ayana. I want everybody to build a bond together. And if you're a parent and you're not cultivating that, you're failing. Oh, I'm going to call you right out. You're failing. If you're a husband and you're not thinking about ways to cultivate that entire family unity, you're, you're screwing your entire job. And let's preface something too. Some of us may not be in the position that we have multiple kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're spouse, right? So like my situation, my family is, I mean, I have family, family, and then I have my, my unit, right? Yeah. Me and Owen and Owen and I, sorry, no language <laughs> grammar Nazis there. Um, you know, I have Owen and I, mm-hmm. so like we've got to have a common goal, right? We've got to have, you know, something toward, we have a goalpost that we point towards. Yeah. And you're cultivating is you and Owen. Yeah. And that's what that is. Yeah. If you get a partner in the future, a spouse of what sorts, right? I'm going to have to. Then, pro- then you have to cultivate all three of you, right? And or may, if they have kids, cultivate the kids I'm gonna too. I'm going to propose something. Uh-oh. Mm. And you guys may not agree. Okay. But it's biblical in my mind. Okay. Um, especially if you remarry, you've got to put more time into your spouse than your kids. Mm. You should have already put the time into your kids anyway. Yeah. Right. But that the challenge or the struggle there is that kids will go. Now you've got this new person and you're spending all your time with that person. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get kind of a breakdown that that creates animosity. Right. Yeah. Here's 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 the, the caveat to this. Here's the caveat to this. Though, what do you have? Is that when you throw that time into your spouse, they're putting that time back into your kid. You're hoping. You're hoping, hoping. right? Yeah. yeah. So if it's not, obviously that's, that's, a, that's where that should be an alarm bell. That should be an alarm bell in the dating process, right? Yeah. When they, if you're putting time into that person in courting and they're not putting time back into part of you, which is your child, mm-hmm. get the freaking crap out. Like, or, yeah. so, or communicate it like saying, Hey, here's my expectation. Like I'm pouring time into you and effort into you and you're not putting anything back into my kid. Ask them first. Is it because you don't feel comfortable in that role? Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously this isn't like within the first couple of weeks we're talking about. We're talking like months. Yeah. Down so the here's road, but. Mark, my stepdad, right? My yeah. dad. Um, he, gosh, he was with us for a long time, 30 plus years, right? Yeah. 
um, since I was like seven or eight or whatever. And his whole thing was, he was like, look, I'm not trying to replace Dave. I don't want Tristan thinking I'm replacing Dave. And so he never built that bond. He never tried to reach out with almost any of us kids besides his daughter, Michelle, Misha, right? Because he was like, they're Dave's kids. I'm not replacing that. Because he didn't feel like he should. I and get that's, it. But that's a challenge, dude. That's a challenge. Really, but at the same time, that's your family now. Yeah. I know. And like, there has to be some involvement. But the, I think that- And I know that we talked was. about the argument, like, last week with, like, disciplining somebody else's kids. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you're married to that person and you're, like, engaged or betrothed, if you want to use, like, the old term. But, like, I mean, what does that mean is that you have now sown yourself into that family. Mm-hmm. You better be investing in the kids. I agree. No, wholeheartedly. But I, I'm looking at their por- their point of view also, right? Sure. Because that's where the challenge comes in. That's where it? the communication and, comes in. in my and point, they have like, to, but they have to go, I'm not a step-parent. I'm a parent. Yep. That's the problem. You're a parent. There's two now, right? Mm-hmm. There's yep. two dads now. So handle it like two, two parents. It's would, really, I mean, it's pretty simple in my well, mind. You know, what would you want for your kids? You know? Like, I want I want Brandon yeah. to step up and be a good father. Yeah, one that I expect to be. You as, want somebody as to love your father. dang yeah. kids, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my you dad's want... a stepfather and he stepped up. That's and that's, that's I love it. Yeah, and that but that's how it should be. Yeah, I just think many men need to get out of their head. This is somebody else's child. No, the second you step in, now it's your child. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. There's no question in that, and that's where we we kind of fail is that we keep these people thinking that, and they've got to stop. No, and like you know. And if you're a parent and you're apprehensive and you don't allow your future spouse or your current spouse that's a step parent to have those, you need to assess your boundaries and your motives mm-hmm. as to why that is. Mm-hmm. Because if you see, because you think that there's not the possibility of longevity, you're just waiting until they leave you too. You've got some personal issues that you've got to like, yeah, um, that need to be out you got to work those out. Absolutely. And that should have been worked out before you got married. Mm-hmm. It's not too late to address that, but you need to be like absolutely completely open with your channels of communication with your partner and yeah. kids are involved. Mm-hmm. So I remember episode three when I was a puddle. Yeah. <laughs> um, you want me to continue that? So Mark, you can start Mark unpacking some of that stuff though. I mean, really, well, no, I mean, yeah. Yeah, Mark stepped up and he was, he, he involved all of us. Right. But he never opened up as a, as a father figure until, you know, just before he died. Like in, you know, that, that's what caused me to become a puddle. Um, it was a, it's, it's kind of a struggle because you, I, I don't, man, it's hard. Are you left like wanting more? Of course yeah. you always are. Cause you, I mean, you always want that. Sure. But he was present. He involved us all. He had fun with us. He just never would step up as a parent. And there are plenty of times where I snotted all over him and cried because I was broken up with whatever, you know, like that's, he, he played the role. He just never would allow himself to go. I'm your father also. And until I'm your father. Yeah. Basically this is what I was looking for. Even the time I had my hand cut off, I just wanted to know. <laughs> At least you didn't kiss your sister. Well, <laughs> that's another episode. Mm. What? What? <laughs> what? I just didn't what know. Is this? I didn't know. It was in a galaxy far, far away. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was really dark. <laughs> Who knows? But, but I mean, yeah. So step parents, stop. From somebody that had a step parent who became no, let's not my take hero. the negative connotation on this. I know. Like, start. Like where do you begin? Like let's start. Stop like, being step parents and start being parents. Yeah. Yeah. Just take yeah. it out. 
This is not my stepchild. I am their parent. Yeah. Period. You know, it's like, where do you start? Take interest in what they do. Yeah. Ask them how to Treat they, them exactly them. how you would treat your own children. Tell them, take the risk and tell the kid you love them. Mm-hmm. That's a, I mean, I'm not, I've never had a step parent. So I don't know that situation. I mean, my dad was a child of divorce and he had, you know, a stepmom. Uh, my grandma never remarried. My my grandfather remarried. I don't want to say fairly quickly, but within a, within a few years of divorce, and they stayed together for like thirty years. Wow! Mm-hmm. Until he passed away, there was like thirty five years, I think it was, yep. until he passed. And um, you know, see, so he had two. I want to say he had two thirty year marriages. Oh wow! That's amazing. That's yeah. Um, that's dedication. And I miss I miss my grandpa like a ton, but um. You know, and there's differences. Obviously, there's, as they call in the court, unreconcilable differences. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean you can't be committed. And, you know, I look at my step-grandma, and I just, from the the grandkid point of view, Mm -hmm. you know, she was still there on every holiday. She was still there for my graduation. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, she was there with my grandma. And my grandpa, you know, his health took a really tough turn when I was in high school. Um, and he was paralyzed from the waist down. And so bless her heart. She stayed with him until the end and it couldn't have been easy. I mean, you, is she still present? Um, not so much. I, and I, that's tough, but I also understand that she's maybe assuming that there's boundaries there. I don't know. I've never talked be. to her since. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she's still active and like on social media, like liking posts and things, but like mm-hmm. she's never had a conversation with me. Yeah. She might feel a little awkward about it. And, and well, and there was some other stuff that happened that's pretty deep and I don't want to go into that happened afterwards with like, you know, inheritances and stuff oh, like that. It always so, gets yeah. messy. Yeah. And it gets messy and convoluted and it's like, well, no, that was his wife. So like, you know, when they split the, the house, like you can't expect to take half of the wife's stuff away to give to the no, other kids too. No. And well, I mean, so I mean, I, I'm cognizant of all that stuff. And yeah, that situation's weird. Kids, if your parents remarry, that's their their spouse. Like, yeah, like, yep. like you're, yeah, that's still in your life. He still said vows to her, and like they stuck it out. Yep. And so like I treated it, her it, like grandma. Like, like, it'd be like if if grandma died, and you were like, oh, I want half of grandma's crap now. That's not how that works. No. no. Grandpa's and still alive, living his thing. He gets if, his stuff. If he wants to give yeah. you something, then you can have it. Yeah. And so, you know, she stayed in the house, and I think she's still in the same house that they, you know, were in forever. That's but, how she should be. It, yeah. I mean, 30, mm-hmm. that's 30 years, that's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's her home. They built that together. And, that's not okay. You know, so that's not yeah. our job to interrupt that, even though because he's gone. So, um, but but looking at that role, like, that was the, the, the most immediate one I could look at with, like, a step parent involved. Yeah. She didn't treat us any different. Mm-hmm. And I mean, my dad considers she, my older sister his daughter. He doesn't say stepdaughter when he introduces oh, that's her to amazing. people. Yeah, well, that's how it should be, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, th- I know that things change, and I think part of it could be like our heart too. Like my heart could be a little bit different because I look at it because like my connection was to my grandpa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as long as I was alive, she was his wife. I don't remember yeah, anything though, else. Yeah. Like there wasn't, there wasn't for me. There never was anything different. Yeah. Um, and so like. You know, I look at friends that have been remarried and they have blended families. Like, yeah. I don't have a blended family yet, so I don't have a, like a really great perspective. I can see like have my wants and needs and desires and and be vocal about those and what mm-hmm. I think should be, you know, in my household when it, if it is blended or something like that. Yeah. But um, so I'm not I'm not like the best person to talk to <laughs> about that stuff. That's fair. I mean, I could and like I say, so like this is me throwing a dart at the wall essentially, but um. As a step parent, though, I can look and see, like, if I meet somebody that has kids, mm-hmm. 
I love kids anyways. So like, yeah, for kids me, it's fun. easy to be like, you know, I'm not going to go try to be their dad. I'm going to be a dad. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go a person re- they can respect. Yeah. You know, I mean, like if they need to have a conversation and I'm there, like, oh, let's have it. Mm-hmm. If it's like deeper about, well, hey, so, dad, I want to get married. Like, go to no, talk to the other there. dad, but I'll still be there and celebrate it with you. As, as, a, as a, I'm telling you, man, be there. Be the dad. Yeah. So don't replace the dad, right? The, the benefit is that when you're, when you're a step parent or you've got step, if you have step parents, now you have two places you can go for two different points of view. Yeah. Sometimes they're going to match up. Sometimes they're not right. Well, and humility but, that like my point of view is not going to be correct all the time. Like, yeah, but the parents going to probably think differently about something too. Well, so but it, on the marriage thing though, yeah, come to you and talk to you about it. Go to him and talk to him. Say, look, talk to both of us about it. Get both points of view, but be the dad because that's what I wanted. I wanted Mark to be the dad because he was there. Yeah. I mean, dude, I had 30 years of him, right? 30 yeah. plus years. I met him when I was seven okay. um, and he's been passed away for three years now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm bad with time. We all know that. Okay. That's weird. Girls know time. I don't know. <laughs> no, you just <laughs> suck with dates. We talked about that. Cause you, I know, don't, even, you don't even it. know how old your kids are. Dude. I, I keep track for him. Okay. It's all on my phone. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but still, dude, I mean, but seriously, yeah. Like, like think about it. I wanted him to step up and be more of a parent. I, I saw my yeah. dad every once, once a year, or once every two years. That, that was it. Right. Um, after high school, it was even less until I moved down to California and then I had to move back cause I, I just missed my daughter too much. But like, sure. Yeah, dude. Like even now we barely, we barely speak. I think it's really cool for some kids when they're growing up is when you got the stepfather and the father being friends. Yeah. And that, that's very rare, but, but it's it really needs rare. to happen. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, so needs but it does to, happen. I, I think it, I don't necessarily it needs to, it, when it can happen, celebrate it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Cause I don't oh, think yeah. it needs to be, and I don't want to say it needs to be the expectation um, I think no. humility needs to rule the day, obviously mm-hmm. level-headed, like what's mm-hmm. in the kid's best interest and at all cop be supportive of your child first. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like get over your freaking whatever. Cause I know it's like some dads will shrink and get little man syndrome when mom who has majority custody mm-hmm. remarries and now they think they've been replaced because she still has majority custody mm-hmm. or majority parenting time. Yeah. And dad's like, well, I'm still your dad. You know, it's like, well, yeah, you are. But also this guy, chances are he's going to be around a little bit more than you are because mm-hmm. of the circumstances the that custody. predated the split. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. I, it's, I mean, it, it is a tough situation all the way around. Uh, that's, that's the hardest part. Yep. It's one of those situations where you kind of have to maneuver as you go. But yeah. stepdads. Yeah, absolutely. You are the dad. Step up. And, mm-hmm. and moms give dads the space to do that. Yeah. Don't emasculate one because you chose somebody else. Mm-hmm. And that, that's kind of why we talked about the whole disciplining thing. Of course, it, age matters, sure. right? That's a given. Yeah. Um, so I was talking about younger, younger children, of course. But yeah, I mean, you really, you have to allow that parent to do what they need to do. Yep. Sure. Um, Cause even that parent needs boundaries with yeah. the children. Well, and I think they need the opportunity to be given to be present with their family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to be, in order to be present, you have to be able to do those things. That, yeah. That's crazy, you know? And it's the day to day stuff. I mean, it could be, well, it, as chores, women aren't the ones yeah, that are required. Exactly. I mean, you know, in my household, I do a lot of stuff. I cook, I clean, I take care of a lot of business. I wish I had mm-hmm. help. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> like, I've got a pile of laundry on my guest bed downstairs just because <laughs> it's not high on my list of priorities throughout the day to do. My laundry is done, but it's folded in the basket in the laundry room. <sighs> Mine's clean, just on a bed. 
Nice. Yep. But yeah, so I mean, but it, it's, it's those things. I mean, husbands, I are you folding freaking clothes? Husbands, are you ladies? I'm doing single. You like folding clothes? I'm single. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they do. That's such a That's bad carrot to dangle crap. out there. I got that Costco executive membership though, and so, he likes coffee. But uh, you can fold the clothes. And I can cook. So yeah. So big thing though, men, are you? Are you doing the domestic duties that you need to be doing with the wife, with your spouse? It's not beneath you to do and help out. No. It's it not beneath be. you to do the freaking dishes or sweep or mop or whatever. Like, just Mm-mm. do it. Like, if it yeah. needs done, do it. Do you, I'm going to get weird. Do you see your spouse? And I'm saying see as in like the uh, the blue people see, you know, on like uh, Avatar, right? I see you, Ryan. I see your pain. I see your hurt. I okay. see your good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I'm it's following you now because I've never seen Avatar. Oh so my freaking gosh. <gasps> All these movie what? references I'm losing on you. God, it's okay. Nerds. I still like you, man. Nerds. I, want- I am a major nerd. I, I say that proudly. <laughs> I love movies. I can't help it. Anyway, but so men, are you seeing this? Like pay attention. <laughs> Give me to an analogy spouse. of an action movie. Let's go. <laughs> It's like face. Neo. It's like Neo looking into the Matrix. Yeah. All right. Seeing ones and zeros. Are you seeing the ones and zeros of your spouse? Is that better? Yeah, I like that. Analogy. Okay, good. Oh, nice. <laughs> there is no spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! I can't wait for number four. It's happening. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it's good. Anyway, but men, pay the hell attention. And I hate yeah. saying that, but. Wake up. It's not about you. Stop being giant vaginas and man the hell up. <laughs> well, if you hear your spouse going, oh, man, I wish this house would clean itself. That's a hint to you to get off your freaking butt and do you something. Help her. Right? You help out, right? So here's, here's a clue. Every day you come home, walk up to your wife and say hi. Mm-hmm. Just give her Just a, a little hi. attention. Just a hi. Maybe, maybe hold her hand for a second, tap her on the shoulder, whatever. Give her some love. Make sure she knows she's valued. Even if, if you want to feel valued yourself, that will turn around and happen at the same time. Give her a hug. You know, a cool moment is if the kids run up to say hi to you first, like they meet you at the door, bring the kids with you to your spouse. That's you know, always really sweet. You know, what's funny about my house is that there's a requirement after my kids get home from school. The first place they go typically is take their shoes off and dump their crap downstairs. If they don't come up and hug me after that, there's issues. Mm-hmm. I know it's weird. Sense. Because my kids are older, I like it, but I don't care. I mean, the acknowledgement it, that you still exist. I love it. it. It's it's the I love you. It's it's the yeah. it's the when you wake up in the morning every day on weekends we hug each other. Relationship before is, bed is we important. hug each other. There's right? always and, hugs before bedtime. Every yeah. single time, right? Mm-hmm. And that that's important. Men do this to your wife. If you are not showing your wife attention and affection, or listening to her, or conversing with her, uh, you're not a husband. No, yeah. If you're, yeah, uh, if your intention is, wife, you walk through the front door and I'm going to go check my fantasy baseball, football, basketball, play, jump on Xbox, whatever. Mm-hmm. Before you do anything to make any connection with your family, you're a pig. Yeah, I'm calling it's you fair. out. I mean, I'm, it, you're it's pretty basic. I'm calling yeah. you junior, out. Junior, Junior would say much harsher terms, but you're a pile <laughs> of crap. Yeah, and that's literally it. I'm sorry if I'm calling you out right now. If you're listening, I'm and not. You're, you're I'm not sorry. Deep. I'm not um, sorry. You're freaking slum. Knock come it at off. Me. Like, like seriously, come at me, bro. If you're having issues, well, we'll have a conversation. Yeah, I will call off. you out on all the stuff and all the ways you're not being a man. Especially if you're like, oh, my wife, but my wife treats me like crap. Yeah. You know why she treats it? Cause you're sitting on your freaking butt on the couch playing video games and you have a living human being that needs your attention. Still get over yourself, get off your butt and go pay attention to her. Yep. Not Dude, sorry. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. 
Because that goes back to the, right? the thing you said earlier, Ryan, is that you don't show her love. She's not going to show you love. No, she's pissed at you because you're not paying attention well, to it's her. the same way. Mm-hmm. If your wife doesn't show you affection, are you going to show her affection? Or respect. No, it's no. reciprocated. It yeah. is. It completely. And then you're going to sit there and mull and sulk about your situation because, well, my life left me because she's... What a, she's so selfish and she found another guy. Well, she probably found another guy because you wouldn't pay attention to her. And the one dude that was bumping into her DMs on Facebook, she finally started talking to because she's been so lonely for six months. You wouldn't do anything about it. Or years and years and years and and years. Good Lord. And that doesn't justify the action of cheating. Do not take it that way. No, no, no. What I'm saying is though, own your freaking crap. Yeah. She's not going to have the temptation. It's like a freaking plant. If you tend to it and water it, it's going to freaking grow. Yeah. And it would be the same thing as if she does go out and cheat. She needs to own that she made that mistake. Yeah. But he needs to own his stuff too. Exactly. So we just got deep and intense, but I'm glad we did because. (laughs) Spit some fire at the back end. Oh my gosh. I got hot and bothered with that. Jump through the microphone. Let's talk about the Captain America joke again. (laughs) Oh. No? Okay. Can you imagine me as Henry Cavill right now? Yes. Oh. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I got two people swooning over me now. All right. Shoulders and chest workouts are working all right for me. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, dudes, if you are listening and you're being offended, take offense. I mean, do 100%. Something about do something about and it. And step the hell up. Because we, we live in a society where it's, oh, manning up sounds bad. Heart- Man the hell up. Because this is what this means is manning up and doing biblically well, we discussed. Yeah. And it's, you know, tough times don't last, but tough people do. Yeah. Right? Well, and if you're taking offense, that means you have something to work on. Exactly. It's called conviction. Congratulations. You've been moved a little bit to change something for the better. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Work on yourself. Let's do it. <laughs> if, if you heard this was the husband episode and turned it off, that's conviction. Yeah. Yeah. Stop feeling self or stop, stop feeling sorry for yourself. There, everything that you've done has brought this to you. It's very, very basic. It's really simple. And if I could throw something out there, nope, to jump in on this. Okay. <laughs> we talked about forgiveness in previous episodes, right? Mm-hmm. Say you're freaking sorry. Yeah. If you did something wrong, don't be afraid to say you're sorry. Man up. That's part of manning up, right? Own your mistakes. Be you know what? Change it, though. Say you're sorry and then offer the olive branch to be forgiven. Yeah. And if you're genuine, your wife is going to see that. Yeah. So if you're just saying you're sorry and not asking, can you forgive me? Will you be able to forgive me? Like, don't say, do you forgive me? I don't like necessarily that because you're putting them on the spot. That If it's something really bad and egregious, like. You need to give her time to think Give it her out, time to process it. it. Yeah. Process it. Forgiveness is her responsibility, not yours. Do you know what I hate? At that point. Mm. I hate when somebody says, you need to do these things for me. Like, better yourself this way for me. Forgive me. Yeah. <clears throat> well, no. No. I mean, it's, 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 it's like, <laughs> no. hey, hey, if we want to make this work, do these things. Oh, no. Here's my list of 10 things you need to do in order for us to work. If you say that, then you're doing all the wrong things already. You need to look at yourself and go, am I doing these things? Am I doing things that are cultivating this relationship? Am I reaching out? Am I showing her what I need also? And communication, dude. I guarantee it's communication. Okay. You need to have the same. You need to, if they're coming at you with like, you need to do those things. What is it's the other way around? Right. Mm -hmm. If you're doing that to somebody else too. Yeah. Right. Do it in a constructive manner where you can, and not to go all marriage therapy on you, but I've been there, right? The I feel statements, if you feel like you're being ignored, right? Constructively voice it. I feel like we're not spending enough time together. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I got like, a 30 day challenge. Fire Ready? away. Fire away. Fire <laughs> 30 away. day challenge. Anybody in a relationship, 
I'm not applying this to myself. Mm. 30 day challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you see oh, your spouse, man. hug them. Hug them. He fulfills that already. Every, shh, don't give away my secrets. <laughs> Every time you're next to them, hey, the big get close enough to put your hand on their hand or on their leg. Ryan, you can hold me. I don't mind. I'm affectionate, man. We're Italian here. It's all good. Italian and... Right? Yeah. Um, hold her. It up. Hold her at least once a day. Hug her for more than 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Hug. Actually, you know what? If you can, hug your kids and your wife for more than 30 seconds. Yeah. See what happens. Are we ready to have the hug your kids challenge and hopefully you're doing that. Every, every single day, just talk to them. You know... For the next 30 days. Just try it. Touch. That's non-sexual. Yep. And talk. I'm going to throw a caveat on that. Know their, recognize, talk about, communicate, find out, read about their freaking love languages. Mm-hmm. And pursue their love language, even if it's out of your comfort zone. Yep. Like make a concerted effort to recognize where they get fed from. Not where they feed you from. Where do they get fed? Yep. I think... And pursue that, like make an active effort. If it's time, take five minutes out of your freaking day to just sit, pour a cup of coffee with each other and talk or they wine or whatever. really appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the craziest part. acts of service, vacuum the freaking floors and do the dishes and make sure they get put away. Make sure, big one, brush the kid's teeth, get them all ready for mm-hmm. bed. Teach like little craps how to brush your own teeth. Yeah, but... <laughs> but I mean, like acts of service, you really want to take that extra time out of the day. Mm-hmm. I mean that last five minutes of the day to where you can actually, the parent doesn't have to worry about chasing and getting frustrated with the kid before bed to where mom can just go in and give them kisses and everything's taken care of like that. That makes it a little bit more meaningful, right? Yeah, it actually mm-hmm. does. The, the big one is that it, people don't touch enough right now. Yep. They don't at all. And that's why I said it because we all know that we grow through contact. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's how children grow with their parents. That's how babies live. Like that's a big deal. And they, they've actually done a study on, it was on, it was on like divorce, whatever. And that when men did a 30 day type challenge like this, they grew closer to their wives and the bond created stronger and they didn't have divorce, which is kind of weird and crazy, but it's because you pull away the second you're able to touch and be open with each other. You start growing more. What is the number one thing that is missed after divorce? BJ's. (laughs) You of course went there. (laughs) I'm Mom. playing. I don't know. Everybody likes a good PB and J, right? Are those? Peanut butter and jelly. No, no, the other thing. The butter and jelly. Are. I'm sorry, Mom. <laughs> I'm gonna start apologizing to your mom more. I hope she likes me, sort of. No, I do hope she likes me. There you go, spouting Bible verses, and then you screw it all up. I know. Um, <laughs> no, um, it's touch, right? The physical touch aspect yeah. is the mm-hmm. number one thing that is missed after divorce. Like and people will chase that to the freaking moon. Mm-hmm. I mean, and how often do you see on Facebook, I just want to be held? Yeah. Yep. I mean, like, honest, like, and this isn't, and like, I mentioned it before, but not in a weird way, but like, just because like, you live so alone. Like, I'm isolated from my family and everything too, but like, I don't expect my mom to like, rub my back, right? Yeah. But like, I would go and get a massage once in a while because I have not been physically touched by another human being. Like, mm-hmm. the physical human touch is a powerful thing. Oh, yeah. It's healing. That's why in biblically you lay your hands on somebody. Yep. That's that's biblical. So husbands, step the hell up. Don't give a back rub because you're expecting a little uh, mm. little nookie afterwards. Mm. 
Give a back rub because it's the nice thing to do for your spouse. Don't make her fake a headache, right? Just give her a nice back <laughs> massage. Leave it at that. And, and maybe and maybe you get lucky. I Endorphins don't know, release headaches. It's true, but Science. I've also there's also excuses, right? Science. Aunt Flo could be in town <laughs> or something like that. Who knows? That's but, not even an objection. Science. <laughs> Ryan's like, I give up. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> got crabs, all right. <laughs> oh, oh, God. No. And see, can you? I'm sorry, Mom. That's for me to you for Ryan's comment. Then I would ask, oh, "How'd you get those?" <laughs> Holy jeez! I think on that note, I was at a gas station earlier. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh my lord! Oh my gosh! The I-90 rest up. We digress. Oh, oh that one's awful. Oh, there are some nasty ones. So bad. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Hey. So on that note, I think um, we're going to end this episode. We will, I can't pull it together. No, we're going to talk about wives next, yeah, um, ladies. What's a good wife look like, um, and what submission actually means biblically? Yeah. So I'm actually interested in this. Um, the female perspective on what a wife should look like. We knew you were interested in the wife part, but <laughs> well, the perspective single, is good too. Yeah. No, um, he is single. Especially if you're single, reach out. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> single guy or single DMs. girl? We girl, about. single okay. women. Yeah. Give, reach out and tell me what you like about a wife and I'll give you a thumbs up or a thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun, actually. <laughs> Proof you'll get a DM. <laughs> <laughs> this is going the wrong direction. No, this is no, not a dating yeah. service for no. me. No, no totally. Not. Um, yeah, no, it's but fine. I would appreciate like the input because um, I think the perspective, perspective changes like across time and and well, if you've and ever been divorced or not, the and, type of woman. Yeah. Just like it depends yeah. on the type of husband, you know, or man. I mean, just be, remember, husband and wife, you're equal. Walk by each other's sides. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Respect Respect boundaries. And, and you know, women were cleaved from men, but men were told to lead to give their name. You know, it's amazing that um, women were cleave for men and men really love cleavage. Oh, weird fact. <laughs> I love ribs too. I feel, I know weird, right? <laughs> I feel like <laughs> it's just an epiphany. That's why this, I love this ribs. This is insane. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, oh, I want it back. Goodness. Give me yeah. it back. <laughs> Can we ask for our rib back if we get a divorce instead of the ring? Just give me my rib back. <laughs> That's it for today. <laughs> On that note, this is the Dad Busy Podcast. I'm Ryan. I'm Tristan. And thank you, Leo, for joining us. Yeah, thanks, yes, Leo. Thank you for having me. <laughs> back next week. Oh, crap. I hit the wrong oh, button. Track. <laughs> it was funny. We are out of here. We'll talk to you.